hell of a week, an old-fashioned ass whooping, and I couldn't think of a better way to, to celebrate it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's got the crusty little mustache. He's got the drives number three for RCR. I mean, he just thinks he's a reincarnation of Dale Sr. Somebody commented, somebody, they posted that on like the Instagram and somebody commented, yeah, if you'd screw those things into the ground, it'd solve that problem. <laughs> Old Corey LaJoy would have wrapped that front end of the car right around that tire barrier if that was the case. Happy Victory Tuesday, everybody. Good to be here with my buddy Tanner. Hello, hello. Today, on the second episode of Under Caution, we are discussing the Toyotas running good for points. Obviously, Truex's big victory at Sonoma, Mr. Four-Time now. Is Truex the guy to beat? A general recap of the race, followed that by Hendrick Baby of the Week, Chastain regressing, maybe a bi-week discussion here and there, and plays going forward with our marketing. Tanner, how are you feeling? I'm feeling, hey... I couldn't be feeling better. Let me tell you, great week this week. We got to see that 19 in victory lane four time at Sonoma. Hey, that's the way I like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I uh -huh, like uh -huh. it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, but yeah, let's jump into it because I don't want to waste any time. Let's get, the, let's, let's get the elephant of the room out of here. Sunday at Sonoma, big road course. You know, I, I unfortunately, or not, uh, no, it's not unfortunately all. Fortunately, I had to eat my words from last week. Because you remember at the end, I was talking about that commercial where it showed Truex, Larson, and Elliott, and it said, who will be king of the road course or who is still king of the road course. Uh, after that commercial on the pod, I said, I don't think Truex is king of the road course. He, sh he came out. He dominated all day. He was in the top five, stage one. I think, what, he moved up eight spots to get into that top five or something like that because he was already the biggest mover when he got up there. I just don't know how many spots he got up. But he made me eat my words. We got to see him in victory lane. That was awesome. If I can scrounge up the money, I'm going to buy one of the die casts from this week. My thoughts, What you know, what a way. I can't think of a better way to start out a, a podcast obviously we started last week and had some growing pains here and there we got a little bit more comfortable towards the end ended up turning out pretty good um but what a way this week we're happy that our boy won and and we get the graces of of showing y'all what a true x win means to both of us so hell of a week an old-fashioned ass whooping and i couldn't think of a better way to to celebrate it that's a perfect that's a perfect way to say it truex came out there and dominated the course now i'll be honest a lot of people say it's boring when he wins i guess if the shoe was on the other foot and i wasn't a fan of his it might be boring but when he's good somewhere he's good if he's good in practice he's going to run well and when he runs well he gets out there and he leads all race it's not a last minute um you know, overtime win. He's going to dominate the whole race. Speaking of overtime wins, though, I was worried because, you know, he, he, we had that caution on pit road where they threw the caution when Denny and Truex were out front. And if you listen to Denny's podcast, you know, he talks about what he thought about that caution. Should they have thrown it? Should they not have? Uh, they probably wouldn't throw it because I think Denny and Truex were both like 10 seconds, 12 seconds in front of third or whoever was third. But caution comes out. 
um, restarts. Denny wrecks, so we had another caution. And then who the pit cycle happens, whatever happens, it's it's Kyle Busch and Truex running, and I think, what, they had 18 to go? So Tyler Reddick spins out. The caution truly probably should have came out. He had to get his car back started, and then he, he went backwards on the track and looped back into pit road. Very heads-up play by him. I don't know if he did that because it's a Toyota and that's like his his manufacturer teammate, or if he just, if he would have done that for anybody. I like to think he did it because it was another Toyota, and I thought that was a very you know heads up play by him. And then Ryan Blaney at the end. I mean, I don't know if you saw it. He was just getting bullied. I mean, he spun out. I don't know what turn it was. He spun out once, and I thought the caution was going to come out. He gets it turned back around, and then he gets spun out again. And they did like a little short radioactive of him on the Instagram, and he was pretty calm, but I would not have been calm. He was just getting absolutely bullied there at the end. It was. He was, he was going to have a really good day points-wise. Um, I'm not quite sure where Blaney ended up uh, placing in the first two stages, but he was going to have a good day, and it just went the shit pretty it damn quick. Yeah, it did. And I feel bad because – because I like Blaney, but it was easy to forget. Uh, he did better than Denny, though. Heads up play by Reddick uh, there at the end. There was another caution where Hamlin, unfortunately, uh, hit the wall, finished last. <laughs> and that's where I thought that it was going to turn Rowdy's way. Uh, but Truex had the fastest car all day. Um, I mean, goodness gracious. On that start, he started, uh, where, where did he place? Eight? In, in qualifying on Saturday. So he was in eight, and by 13 seconds in, he was in fourth. Yeah. It was, and, and, you know, we didn't have to watch too long to start thinking in the back of our mind that it was going to be the number 19's day. Um, but speaking of Toyotas in general, I really want to get into this. Toyotas ran uh, good for points. All in all, obviously, Truex uh, got the victory, but uh, – Especially at the first stage, I mean, the first few laps, there was uh, a point at the beginning of the race where all the Gibbs cars were running in the top five. That was just really cool to see. Um, Reddick was sprinkled in there. At least he was a Toyota. Hamlin wrecked out, obviously, like I mentioned before. Won that stage one, though. C. Bell finished ninth. I wrote down that he took home 38 points, so what a good day for C. Bell. Maybe that'll light of fire under him for the second half of the season and then obviously Truex um, with 53 big ones so that's what we needed he is now the points leader of the regular season which doesn't really mean a lot in the grand scheme of things but what a feeling what a feeling what a, and what a turnaround I mean I know we talked about it last week but what a turnaround from last season I mean coming out of a winless season and, and he's he's in there and we can talk about it the what we the speculation about his future you know he says he's not going to keep racing if he didn't have fun and i'm sure he didn't have very much fun last year but i mean look at him now we're halfway through the season we have a break this week so no racing this week and then we go to nbc for the rest of the season and talk he's leading normal points or regular season points i guess you would call it he's fourth in playoff points it's Byron, Bush, Larson, and him. And he's only behind, I mean, besides Byron, who's kind of somewhat ran away with it. I mean, he's at 22 points. But you have Bush, Larson, and Truex, 
17, 12, and 11. I mean, he's one point away from being third. I mean, if he keeps this up, we'll see that 19 in the final four for sure. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think there's any question that he's having fun either. Like, I think he's going to stick around if he keeps doing this. Yeah, and I stayed up a lot later than I usually do last night um, watching YouTube videos kind of of other people recap the race and some of the old uh, post-race interviews. And uh, someone had dropped uh, – he's, he's pretty relevant in the YouTube game in terms of NASCAR YouTubers, but um, I'll have to look and see who that guy is. A lot of our viewers might know who he is. But uh, he was talking about where all the free agents were going to land – or the most logical – uh, places for the free agents to land at the end of the year. And there was quite a few, a lot that I was surprised were, were in the middle of contract negotiations. But uh, apparently Truex, the, the ultimatum for him, not really an ultimatum, but it is is if he wants to come back, see his, his contract is expiring at the end of the year. And um, pretty much the deal between Joe Gibbs and, and Truex is if he wants to come back, he'll sign him back on and hopefully for multi-years multi, year, multi years to come because he's still pretty young. And if he can prove this year that he can at least compete in the new gen car, I think it's it has a pretty good chance of happening. Alongside Hamlin, who at the beginning of the year, you know, it looked like it wasn't going to be exactly like the Kyle Busch situation, but he wants to stay with Joe Gibbs and um, wants to stay with FedEx. That looked like it wasn't going to happen at the beginning of the year, but also there's rumors going around that he is in talks. It's kind of a three-way talk with Joe Gibbs, Hamlin, and FedEx for coming back, and hopefully that's for a multi-year too, but that's looking really exciting. So sure. FedEx, they're, they're saying that FedEx might come back now? They're in the... They're in the talks right now. Okay. Well, that's um, good because I know apparently, and that's just rumored, but no, no talk about it at all. Was so. the was the YouTuber that guy the iceberg? Do you know who that is? He does a lot I, of NASCAR stuff. I'm not quite stuff. sure what his name is. He black hair, black beard, with uh, glasses. Mm. Um, I don't know if I know which one that is. Oh, it might be. Yeah, uh, it, it might be this guy. Is it Eric Estep? Yeah, it's got to be Eric Estep. This is the reason why I brought my computer this time. Yeah, Eric Estep, Estep. I don't know how to pronounce his name. If I'm butchering that, forgive me. But, yeah, no, anyways, back to the FedEx thing. The reason I asked is I hadn't seen that video, but I know Denny went on the Dell Jr. download. I don't know when it was, but I remember I listened to it last year when me, you, and Marshall and all them went to the beach. And he said that he wanted to end his career with FedEx. So I knew that if FedEx left, and he said he wanted to end his career with FedEx on a very big note. So I guess that meant championship. And I think he like alluded to that. He wants to end his or his career on a championship with FedEx because that's who he's always driven for. So I thought it would get very interesting if FedEx doesn't come back. But I think Truex will come back. And Joe Gibbs wants him back. I think Joe wants him to be in that seat. I think that seat will be there for Truex as long as he wants it. But another thing to talk about is, like, if Truex gets hot here and he wins a championship, would he retire? I mean, would he even come back? If you end on a good note like that, I mean, do you come back and risk having two more down years and then leaving the sport a little ungracefully where you can have an exit right after a – 
you know, a redemption year per se and win the championship? I don't to him like like we had mentioned earlier, as long as he's having fun, I don't see him retiring and it you know, obviously if you win a championship you're gonna have a good time that season. But I mean, I think Joe Gibbs wants to bring at least one of those guys back, whether it be Hamlin or Truex, the most ideal situation would be bringing them both back. And for us as the fans, them signing uh, multi-year deals. And, and for Joe Gibbs, the pressure's on him getting one of these, at least one of these guys re-signed because, I mean, who are you going to put in the 11 or 19 next year if they leave? Yeah, you don't I mean, have John anybody. He's, he's a good racer, but it's going to be like Ty Gibbs this season. There's going to be growing pains, and they're going to be more or less a, a, a rebuild year next year, and we don't want to see that. Um, who's he? Sammy Smith. Is that the other guy in the – Yeah, Sam, the, yeah, Sam Smith and JHN. Ryan Truex is, is racing part-time. Yeah, I was going to say, hell, he don't even have a full-time full Xfinity ride right now. Andy's older too. He is a little older. I don't know. Moving on. I... Oh, sorry. I was. I was gonna say. Speaking of Toyota, and this kind of ties into what you were saying, you know, earlier in the pod about how this is a great time for us to be on this podcast because we get to see Truex win. And I think this was like the perfect time for us to start, and like all these things have been happening to like build up to this podcast, to make it better and better. So I, we've actually made not a very big splash. I'll say a ripple in the NASCAR community with the podcast. So I was driving the other day, and I passed a, a hauler, and it was an Xfinity hauler. It said SHR on the back, but I didn't see that first. I saw the 24 first, and I was texting William, and I was like, holy shit, William, look at what I'm about to send you. I thought I was passing William Byron's trailer or hauler, but I was like, that's weird. Why would they be in, you know, northern Kentucky after Sonoma? Like, it just didn't make sense. But then I saw SHR, and I was like, Stuart Haas, 24? I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then I see a Toyota symbol. So now I'm thinking I'm living in some kind of parallel universe where the 24 car belongs to Stuart Haas, who is a Toyota team now. Anyways, it threw me for a loop. I get up to it. Turns out there's two SHRs in NASCAR. There's Sam Hunt Racing, who I think is just an Xfinity Series. Their Toyota, and the number 24 car is Connor Mosack. And I recorded passing the trailer, put it on there. I tagged him and tagged Toyota Racing. They both looked at the story. I thought Connor might follow us. I don't think he did. I would like to think he listened to the pod. I think he was he was driving back from where he obviously wasn't in the hauler, but he's somewhere. I would like to think he saw was like, oh, look, these guys have a podcast. I'll listen to it. But he looked through all our stories. Toyota Racing just looked at that one, and he looked at all of them. And then we got a somebody liked our picture the other day, and it was a it's a guy that races in the I don't know what series this is SRO GT4 America Silver Champion. That's that's he, he was the twenty twenty two champion, and his name's Eric Phil. Phil Garius, Phil Garius, I don't know how to pronounce the name. He drives a Porsche GT4 RS in the oh, I, IMSA. That's what he drives in. So I thought that was cool. I don't know how he saw the picture because it's just the picture of uh, our race predictions for Sonoma and no hashtags or nothing. So maybe our posts are getting sent around in the racing world. Maybe a few racers know who we are. They're looking at our posts. 
Hopefully they're trying to get on the pod. They want to talk to us. <laughs> if they if they want to be on, they can they can hop on. I'd love to. Uh, have you just said Sam Hunt, right? So that dude raced for Sam Hunt, right? Or raced with Sam Hunt. Um, that what you said? I guess. I mean, that's the team SHR Sam Hunt Racing. So anyway, you said Sam Hunt, and I had to look it up, and. Because when you said Sam Hunt, I just thought of that country music singer that played football at UAB. Oh yeah. But I had to fact check you, but turns out you you were right. Because I thought you were talking about Sam uh, Mayer next minute. Yeah. He's the number one car. Um, no, I think the Sam back, Hunt. It, yeah. I think that's who owns it. The the singer is it not? Oh, Sam Hunt Racing. Okay. Yeah, but I think the singer owns the team. Oh, he does. That's what it says. On I don't know. We need see. That's why we need it. We need somebody to pull that up. We need a hey Jamie, pull that up for us. Because on on Google, if you I'm look up Sam up. Hunt Racing, it says owner Sam Hunt. You click on Sam Hunt, it pulls up the American singer songwriter. Interesting. It could just I be somebody might have just linked him. It might not be. You know, they're a new team. They only they debuted in the Xfinity Series in 2019. Moving on, but also kind of retracting back to Truex and Sonoma. I mean, I know I sent you that video um, and talked a little bit about it. I was kind of halfway joking just because I was excited. But is Truex the guy to beat right now? I mean, is maybe not, but that is that's that's a question that needs to start getting talked about it's i mean he's running good like especially the past three races he what five three and then he won so he's definitely in the conversation i mean if you're like denny today denny said there hasn't been a guy this season that's really taken the season by the balls and ran off with it i would say there has been i would say it's i would say it's byron for sure this is has been his season up until of late and he's still running very good. I don't think he ran good at Sonoma, but I think road courses are the exception for a lot of drivers. You're not going to win a championship by winning road courses. You're just not. But I think I think Byron is up there with him too. But I think I think it's still rowdy season up to this point. Obviously, obviously, very. You know, we're only halfway through, but. But Truex has definitely entered that tier one that I was talking about last week with Bush, Larson, and Byron. Yeah. And I want to update my final four. I was running today, and I thought of it. And I think this was the final four that I said I was thinking of the other day that I couldn't remember. But so my final four, and I'll lock it in right now, Byron, Bush, Truex, and then Bell. I'm going to have Bell. I think Bell gets hot the second half of the season, wins a few races late summer, and then gets into the – Playoffs pretty deep. He didn't get hot until uh, he won New Jersey last year. Whenever uh, Trick started in that pole and was leading mm-hmm. all the way, and he took uh, four tires instead of two, and it caused C Bell to win. Yeah, that's the one we um, we watched at the was beach, the first wasn't it? Of the year, and that was say that again. I said that was the race we watched at the beach when he was dri- Truex was driving the Interstate Batteries car. Yeah, yeah, and. And that was towards the end of the year. Um, I'm not quite sure how close it was to playoffs, but it was definitely in the second, fourth quarter of mm-hmm. the regular season at least. And he ended up going on. Obviously, pulled some upsets there in the playoffs and got hot at the right time, but he ended up in the top four. Um, 
general recap of, of Sonoma, I think, obviously, don't want to beat the dead horse, but we are Truex fans, so we're going to talk about him most. Great race for the Truex team. Not, number 19 team, that is. Um, yeah, just ecstatic. Very excited going forward. Looking forward to seeing him the half of the year. Hopefully he can continue to run in the top 10 and, and win races here and there. Very exciting for him. Uh, here's one thing I do want to get into, and I did not put it on the uh, on the little itinerary, but I did want to talk about it. Um, the commercials pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> And I know that was a hot that topic for, for the Reddit community on Sunday, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that Fox or I'm glad we're saying goodbye to Fox and saying hello to NBC. I don't know how how many races Junior will get this year. Uh, I kind of think he needed some growing in the in the world of of announcing and commentary and everything, but. Uh, um commercials pissed me off i didn't like i didn't like who was in the booth oh well somewhat there was a few like little gaffes here and there that just either one didn't make sense or like they'd say something and then like so the other thing would happen and they'd like eat their words a little bit but two yeah i know you were talking about the reddick fans probably didn't like the commercials there was a lot of commercials where and i don't know how you know fox is split up with when they have to show a big commercial or when they can go side by side. But the one thing that pisses me off is when they're showing a good battle. It doesn't even have to be for first and second. It can be for, you know, whatever. And and there's a good battle going on, and then boom, commercial. And then you get back from a commercial, and we're under caution. And you're like, how the hell? I mean, I don't think that happened this week, but it's happened before. And you're like, what Like what the hell happened? You don't even see the big moment. Yeah, and, and the race at Sonoma – was funny. I was following the socials pretty hard during the race. I thought it was funny how so, so the race itself in Sonoma was sponsored by Toyota. I believe or Toyota played a big part in putting mm-hmm. that race on just the, the general brand itself. And Mike Joy says, so thanks to Toyota, we're, we're going the next X amount of laps advertisement free. <laughs> the uh, the the comment sections were were pretty funny and everyone was saying I've never been so happy about a Toyota in my life I'd like to go buy one now. It was well, they uh, picked a good race to sponsor because the Toyota showed up and showed out. I think it a very simple well it's probably not a simple solution but a solution this this little segment I'm about to say or this little tangent this is somewhat borrowed from the garage guys like i don't know which one it was but he talked about it i was listening to their pod the other day had never really listened to it until we started this one but he was saying there needs to be like some kind of streaming service and then he like went into like if you could have like your favorite driver scanner and then like be watching the race i think it should be like red zone like if you could split your tv into like six like six boxes and pick what drivers you want to see the onboard camera of and like Maybe we like if we're watching, you know, you have the the main track, the main broadcast right here. Then you have like the Truex camera, the Bell camera, the Hamlin camera, like the or whoever you want, and then be able to like also like choose what audio you want to hear. Like if you want to hear the main audio, you know, you like 
highlight the main track, or if you want to hear Truex's audio, you highlight Truex's track or Truex's box. But I think like a lot of that teams probably don't want their audio being out there. But then at the same time, it's like you could just go rent a scanner at the course and listen to it. So it's like, really, what are you losing? I mean, That's not a whole, whole say, lot. Because the, the, so hearing the audios, in car audios, I think they would never do that just because it takes away from those scanning companies too. Because you go buy them, at least the races we've been to in the past. Um, you would go rent them or buy them or whatever. And it would say, oh, you can also use it at home, too, while you're watching the race, too. And so it takes away half of their marketing, those scanning companies. But in terms of the streaming service alone, that does remind me, Sunday morning, Marshall was here this weekend in Florence, and he was showing me a Formula One race, and he uses this streaming service for F1, and it does the thing you were talking about where you can look at any kind of cars or in-car camera you can go back and forth between drivers and everything too as well as the actual live feed which would be really cool for for nascar for sure i'd love to see that in the future going away still recapping sonoma but kind of going away towards the actual race itself um i do want to bring up one more thing but i also want to point out some funny gaffes that I enjoyed seeing on during the race too. Uh, Corey LaJoy being Corey LaJoy and ran into a tire barrier. Uh, I know that that didn't make, that didn't really reach the spotlight, excuse me, the spotlight of the general NASCAR community, but I, (laughs) it made me, it tickled me a little bit. That tire barrier was taking a beating all race, though. They kept they kept getting closer and closer, and then you said that seven just I mean, nailed it. Just, I mean, just nail it. Someone else nailed it too. It I just went right it through it. The tire barrier went flying. <laughs> it was hilarious. Somebody commented. Somebody they posted that on like the Instagram, or and somebody commented, "Yeah, if you'd screw those things into the ground, it'd solve that problem." <laughs> Oh, Corey LaJoy would have wrapped that front end of the car right around that tire barrier if that was the case. <laughs> but uh, that was pretty funny. I texted you, <laughs> hey, Corey, there's a tire barrier there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, but the way that's fastest, he just went right, I mean, he, he just hit it head on. Uh, like Dead the way he, it looked like he hit it, it, meant, it looked like he meant to hit it too, which is kind of funny too. But, uh, also, you had mentioned something. I hadn't looked it up. I kind of briefly might have skimmed through it on social media after the race. Gibbs got into it with Dylan. I know Austin Dylan kind of self-spun maybe a little bit too. Oh, but yeah. Ty Gibbs had said something on the radio about how it was his fault. Yeah, he's, so they were going into the – I think it's the I, – I know shit think it was the same turn – where Corey LaJoy hit the tire barriers. Maybe not. There was tire, uh, I mean, probably every turn has tire barriers. I don't know. I don't know what turn it was. doesn't matter. So they're going in. Austin Dillon's, you know, up the track a little bit. Ty Gibbs is behind him. Austin Dillon slides up a little bit, tries to correct it, goes down. Uh, Ty Gibbs is lifting to give him a little bit of space, but Austin Dillon just drives kind of through it, comes down on – Ty Gibbs knows and spins. So Ty Gibbs, you know, 
the guys up in the booth are they initially blame it on Ty Gibbs and they watch the in car replay and they say, Okay, looks like Dylan really just gassed it right there while he was spinning. And then I sent you the text of exactly what Ty Gibbs said. I'll pull it up here. He said, He got loose and kept digging. I didn't <laughs> he said he just got loose and kept digging. I didn't want to do that, but uh kind of his fault. And that was in quotes, Ty Gibbs on Austin Dillon. I thought that was funny. Like just he was like, I didn't want to, but I mean, he kind of forced his hand there. So Austin Dillon Austin Dillon is trying so damn hard to be Dale Senior. It's not even funny at this point. He's got the crusty little mustache. He's got he drives number three for RCR. I mean, he just thinks he's a reincarnation of Dale Senior. He's never said that, but I've always thought it. One last thing I do want to talk, we can we can skim over it very briefly, um, but there weren't any stage breaks, so um, it makes the races go faster, but what do you think about that? They're only doing it on the road courses this year. Um, so, mm-hmm. I didn't really get to watch Coda. Like I watched the end of it with all the with all the cautions and the restarts, and so I didn't see that. I don't know if they did that at Coda, but – I mean, I like the race. I don't have a complaint about the no restarts. Like, I know that was, like, a big Kevin Harvick thing. Like, he wanted to push for it. And I know it's, like, comes down to pitch strategy and how you want the, like, how you want it to all shuffle back to you. Like, do you want to pit, you know, thinking about stage points? Do you want to pit about thinking about winning? I mean, I liked it. I liked the race just in general. I kind of liked the no stage breaks. It threw me off at first because I didn't know if that meant – because at on state when Kyle Bush won stage two, they made a big thing about it. Like they posted his graphic and everything. But when Denny won stage one, I didn't see that. So it was stage one. Did you not get points for stage one? Did you only get points for stage two? Like I was confused on that. Yeah. Um you got points off stages. Um they had talked uh, about it on Actions Detrimental. I can see um both, but um they had said something about how it, it does allow more freedom from car to car or from team to team on how they want to go about racing. So that might be a, a pro if they decide to go to no stage breaks more often than they are doing now. I think if if the caution if the caution of the tire on pit road would have never been thrown and Denny and Truex would have stayed out 10 seconds in front of everybody, I think that's when you would have saw a lot of pushback on, you know, you want stage breaks because that, that you don't want to see somebody re- – I mean, obviously you want to see your favorite driver win, and that'd be cool, but you don't want to see somebody driving 10 seconds away from the pack winning the race. Like that, I will admit that is that, kind of that's boring. That's another thing too, and we, we didn't ever really – we haven't experienced that yet because obviously Martin Truex is him, and we just, we just root for – the baddest man on the racetrack week in and week out. But I can I I can see that it's it's boring to the majority of the fans too that, you know, like I had mentioned last week about Sonoma especially, just a road course in general, if you're running in the you know, tenth in the middle of the race, I mean there's no way you're gonna get back up to the front. Um so, so it's it's kind of pointless to to keep watching unless your guy is running top three or four. 
Well, it's hard to pass there, and especially like with people using the pain is in the turning zones, like Denny says it. I'm not going to get into it, but like it makes it to where you're getting a lot more grip. So if you're if you're good behind somebody, and then you used to, you know, you didn't have that paint there, they would slip up in that turn. And then when you got to the passing zone, you'd be able to get them. Now they can just get that grip. But also, like when people say it's a boring race, I assume that they mean. Like, to me, when I see a race, I'm like, oh, that's boring. It's like, I want to see, I mean, I want to see something. Like, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't want to see cars wreck. I don't want to see, like, a whole field get jumped. But, you know, we're all watching for the big one. That's, like, the big thing, you know, like, people post about it on. Like, that gets the fans excited when the big one happens. So, when people say a boring race, I imagine that they're complaining that there's not, like, a late caution going into overtime or something. But, I mean, I don't think that Sonoma was a boring race. Uh, to me, maybe that's because Trix won or whatever. So, well, Trix was the guy to beat too. Uh, you know, all day. There's no doubt about that. But I mean, Chase Elliott had a good run. I don't think he ever got within, uh, in my opinion, at least, a legitimate shot of winning. Uh, but but Rowdy was there, um, and then I think Christopher Bell had had kind of went back towards the end of the race, but Joey Logano got there towards the end. Um, so they, I mean, it was, it was still a lot of people in contention. I mean, obviously, like I mentioned before, Truex, uh, uh, was leading most of the race and, and was pretty much dominating the whole race, but there were still people, uh, you know, having chances to win as well. Um, I think that's why, a lot of people on social media was saying it's always boring when, when Martin uh, is leading, blah blah blah. Every single race that he wins, it's always boring. Um, and that's just I think a lot of that comes from him just being a veteran and him knowing how to run P one. Um, but that kind of leads me, not to foreshadow a little bit. But that leads me into another topic that I feel like it's time to bring up now uh, if you want to get into it right now uh, Hendrick baby of the week which it's more it's 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 different than what we did last week it's almost like I think sometimes it's not it's just like Joe Gibbs hater of the week like it might not even be a Hendrick fan it's just some it's just somebody hating but some a lot of times it, you know you go on somebody's profile you see the number nine there so you're like okay you might be a Hendrick fan. I'll pull them up. We got a couple. We didn't put out a poll this week. We thought just for sake of embarrassing ourselves just with our small following at this point, um, we would just point out some and talk about it like we did last week. But uh, uh, one thing I do want to say before we get into it, you know, we could find some great content with Chase Elliott fans whining about Hamlin each week, you know, just because they hate, they, they make their living off loving Chase Elliott and hating Denny Hamlin. Uh, but for the sake of consistent inconsistency, I'd like to stray a little bit more away from that this week. So it looks like we got three, I think. First one. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I got more up here. I remember we were sending them during the race. All right, we got a couple. I'll just run through them here. All right, this was after Denny. <laughs> this one's kind of funny. It, <laughs> okay so i guess going back to what i said earlier about them posting kyle and not posting i guess i didn't see him post any because you had sent me this 
But I guess they made a post about Denny winning stage one or something. And our friend Joseph here, whose profile picture is Quagmire Family Guy, said, and how many people like that prick? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I said that a, lot, a lot of people don't like him. I think so, yeah. I think it was... I can't see it. It's a crop... It, you crop the picture. Womp womp. And... Uh, womp womp. Oh, and then this guy. So we got Big Burr 88. This was when Martin and Kyle... Or, I mean, not Martin and Kyle. When Martin and Denny were both running one and two, Big Burr said, hope they both blow a tire or something. <laughs> like that, dude. <laughs> That's honestly though, I felt like that a couple times when I see who's one and two. It's like, can they, they both of these guys just lose? Uh, a lot of people talking about the born race. Uh, you got a guy named Dylan. This man always wins born races. Uh, we got Ty Mac with an interesting comment here. Jeff Gordon dot 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 the true king of the road. So we're really he's really living in twenty twenty three. You know he's <laughs> yeah. not. He's not looking in the rearview mirror at all. Jeff Gordon. <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm... Jack Callahan with a bro never wins an entertaining race. And then this guy that's named Guy Road 727 says, boo, Toyota. Yeah, I mean, it's just that, you know, when he's good at a track, he's good at a track. Like, he's just going to get out there and do his thing. So I think a lot of that's just from um, just him being yeah. him. One thing I do want to point out, I did write one down because – it's just a guy just being a jackass, and I want to point that out. If you're going to be a jackass, you're going to get called out by it on the undercaution pod. That's just how it goes. Uh, but it was on Instagram, and it was a points update post. And it had it, and it was like, we have a new leader in the regular season points. Um, and it was Martin Truex first, and then I think it was Kyle Busch, Byron, then Chastain. And Byron was third. And Ashton W underscore 18, I want to call them all out because you're, like I mentioned before, you're on the undercover, undercover, under caution pod. And when you make stupid comments, you get called out by it. He said, Byron is getting slept on. Just simple as that. Um, well, that's objectively not true because the point is it's not like college football where there's a media or, or a team of people that get to vote on who's number one and who's number two. Yeah, like this is directly performance related. Like there's a correlation here. It's not like. It's not like we put out an under caution, who's the best driver, and put Byron at three, and someone said, oh, y'all sleeping on Byron. Like, no, dude, he's just third in point. Like, he just has the third you most get, points. He, That's how he, it works. He's <laughs> not getting slept on. He's getting exactly what he deserves from his product on the track. And I wouldn't say being in third is getting slept on either. Being in third, I mean, <laughs> yeah. up there. Byron gets slept on. So. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> Moving along, is Chastain regressing? I want to get through this pretty quickly because we're we're starting to get up there in time right now. Is do I think he's regressing? No, I think there was a little battle between him and Logano, or maybe it wasn't him and Logano. It was him and somebody, and he very you know kind of lifted and let him by. I don't think I think it after he wrecked. Um, Larson in that restart and him and Mr. Hendrick had a little talking to. 
I think track house has really tried to like tell him to chill out. And I think that's what it is. Cause he's definitely not as, as aggressive as he was for sure. But that's just me talking about his personality on the track. You can go into his actual results. Cause I'm not too sure like how he's been placing. Well, compared to what he did before the, the uh, Gregson incident in Kansas, um, he's ran like shit the past few weeks. Just call him spade a spade. You know, you run 17th, that's not a good race, especially if you're trying to contend for a championship. However, I think it's just a rough patch. I think Chastain has shown that he is capable of, of being up there and making a championship run. I think people that do say that he's regressing – is is just kind of looking at the statistic of well he was first and in the span of two weeks he's fourth so yeah I mean he is regressing but it's still it's not factoring into his long term season up to this point yeah and I mean that's only a handful of races you know so we still we still got the second half of the season so we'll see who fires up and he might get back hot again I don't know I I really think C Bell is gonna get on a roll here. Uh, I mean, I think this second half of the season he does fairly well in as long if I mean, if we're looking at last year, he did. You know, this is when he really came alive, so we'll see. Moving on, let's see. We can have a discussion because we haven't really talked about this yet. Just putting this discussion on air. Bye week is next week, so we're not going to have some content to talk about just in the sense of, you know, covering a race or recapping a race. Maybe if something big goes on, we could go into a big spiel about it. But what are you wanting to do next week? Are you wanting to do a pod? We can do. I say let's just we can we can be cool. We don't have to do a, we don't have to do a pod. But if like some DMs get sent to certain people, and like maybe a crew chief on his off day, or maybe like a driver that don't get a lot of media coverage wants to hop on we'll do a emergency pod with them try to like get some stuff up i would love to kick it to voicemails right now but uh, i give you all the voicemail number every week no one calls in but uh you know i'd love to hear fan submissions hear what y'all have to say you know you like us you don't like us let us know 502-627-0022 call in and leave us some thoughts we'll go over them on the pod okay we're kicking it to final thoughts all right you know, we, we took a break. I guess we did talk a lot about him at the beginning of this little podcast, but, but we kind of took a break. But I don't want I don't want to shine the light away from Martin Truex. I don't want to do this is all about the nineteen team. This is the nineteen teams uh, podcast to them. This is dedicated to Martin Truex. Um, but uh, you know, people say he's boring to watch whenever he's leading. Um, I can see how it's boring. When your favorite driver is getting their ass kicked by our favorite driver, so it sounds to me like you're just being a crybaby about it. Um, but plans going forward, starting straying away from that. Uh, I forgot. I wanted to mention this last week, but I didn't get around to it. I just kind of forgot about it. But plans going forward with the marketing. Um, Obviously, follow the socials, which Tanner, I'm sure you'll you'll uh, talk about a little bit about that here here soon. But uh, with with 
my side of it all, um, I've kind of gotten a little team together uh, of, of guys uh, with, with some old work buddies. And I don't know, we don't have a real official name for them yet, but I think it would be a cool name to call them uh, our pit crew. And may, maybe when I get with them sometime this week, which we had been trying to get it um, get get together a lot more often uh, now uh, now that the podcast is in full effect uh, but maybe I can take some videos of them we can do a little introductory on them and what they're about they're not too big into NASCAR hopefully we can change their minds with them working with us uh, but uh, be looking forward to uh, the podcast growing in terms of just overall entertainment in general uh, with with We'll, we'll come up with a little jingle, maybe have us a little theme song to play at every beginning of, of the pod, some smooth transitions, and we also want to keep it PG. I know we, um, if you've listened in the last couple of weeks, you've heard us slip up a few times, and we do apologize for that, um, but that'll be getting fixed soon. Um, we want this to be an all-ages thing, and, and we want to uh, find some, some humorous uh, sound to censor ourselves with, because whenever you're you're thick in the grease talking. You tend to let your redneck side come out a little bit. But uh, be on the lookout for that. Really looking forward to that. Also, we're getting with, um, hopefully, uh, we can keep growing and, and we can get more people to listen to us because we want to come out with merch. I talked to one of our buddies today at work, and, and he's got some pretty pretty fun ideas for, for that as well. Uh, but, Tanner? So, my final thought, not a very big one, Uh I really like these road courses. They're growing on me. I know, like, that's probably hit or miss with a lot of people. But the stand, the stands in Sonoma are pretty empty. I don't – but, like, then again, you know, I don't know, like, how many people were there, if the stands are just really big. But there's a lot of people that weren't in the stands. They're on the grass. So, I mean, and again, like, I don't know how big of a market California is. But so here at Under Caution, I wanted to throw in a little segment. So – Speaking of cautions, there were only two cautions at Sonoma, so not a very big number. It was only six laps, is what they're saying. So, but again, you got to think six laps at Sonoma is probably I don't know twenty laps at a a, average round twelve, maybe twelve. I was close on a guess, but my real okay. So that's like a semi-final thought. My real final thought is. I want to get the TikTok up and running. That way, I, we can post like little shorts. I think that's going to be the best way to market our podcast. Like we do like little shorts, little like fun like games. Like I know if you're on TikTok, you might see that guy. I can't think of his name right now. Danny and the other guy. They do like the 20 questions or whatever. We could do that something like that with NASCAR drivers, or we could make like a little tier list where you got our face cam and you got the computer and we're telling you about it. But we we can figure it out. I want to get that started. It'll be at under caution pod all one word uh you know guys follow the instagram at under caution pod all one word again voicemail email anything you want to tell us anything you want to send us we'll go over it on the pod you got thoughts ideas for us send it to us you want to say something you want to chime in on a race give us an email at under caution pod at gmail.com or give us a call that's 502-627-0022 martin truex is the winner in sonoma Hopefully he can uh, repeat um, in Nashville two weeks from now. Martin Truex is the winner in Sonoma, and that was episode two with William Tanner.